Hello and welcome to another hometown daily news show. This is for November 20th, 2022. I am Mayor Watt. Let's get into today's articles. I've already selected them all. Let's go. Hello again. I am Mayor Watt. That is hometown.com. And I've already selected about 10 articles. And actually, I'm going to run through them really quick. Today is Sunday. It's a slow day. Uh, I think what's going to end up happening in the future is Sunday is going to be a week in review, an hometown daily news a week in review kind of a show, uh, along with a couple of articles, but not as many. Um, and so let's see today is kind of going to be the time frame for this week in review. We're not going to do an hour long. Um, I just, to Sundays are really slow news days. Mondays are really slow news days. Tuesdays, it ramps up a little bit, but Wednesday and Thursday and Friday is when it gets really busy. The, the Wednesday to Thursday time frame, by the way, I get hundreds, hundreds, <clears throat> almost a hundred pages worth of new articles um, aggregated by my uh, script called uh, uh, gatherer and uh, uh, reaches out to about 200 news sources and throws them all into the six categories across the top of hometown.com so uh, create news education entertainment social and technology uh, don't forget to go to hometown.showbot.tv that will allow you to vote for the articles that we uh, discuss here on uh, the podcast and on twitch this is where i'm really housed over on twitch Long-term storage is YouTube, but um, it's picking up over there. And by picking up, I mean, I don't advertise. I don't hype myself. I don't go into other people's channels. I, I hope that somebody uh, discovers this and, and finds value in this and then comes back and hangs out. I'm, you know, I, I just kind of hang out and I like talking about this stuff. And uh, hometown.com sees a bunch of traffic, but it's not ad supported. So uh, go and check it out and uh, come back and chat with me if you find it of value. If you don't, let me know what's going on. Why? Why is it not um, of value for you? I'd love to know why. Um, I, I come from the business world. And so um, nor <laughs> normally there's a large marketing budget and or um, uh, uh, people talking about it in, in, in more public ways. Uh, but I'm not doing that. I'm very quiet about it. So would love to hear your feedback. That said, uh, I've got a few things, I, I guess. Um, I am a really big fan of uh, archaeology um, and history. And one of the um, one of my favorite shows, it went off the air, it came back, and, and largely before I discovered it, it, it was gone and came back. And when it came back, it came back on YouTube, um, and it's called Time Team. And they have a Patreon, and um, I support them on their Patreon. But... I want more people to know about them. I have zero affiliation with them. I, they are not paying me to uh, talk about this. Um, but 
I love the episodes, uh, the past ones and the new ones that are now developed because of their Patreon efforts and their YouTube channel. Um, go and check them out. It's uh, www.patreon.com slash time team official. Um, most people don't say www anymore. Uh, I don't know why I said it. I am not one of those people that are uh, just discovering what the web is. <laughs> I've, I've been there longer than time teams probably been around, but at any rate, um, the crew, I, I guess is always getting bigger and, um, they're getting a ton of support. So I would love to send them more support. Uh, but again, I don't have any uh, connection with them other than I really value what they do. So it's really fascinating that you can walk pretty much anywhere um in britain and shake a stick and you'll hit something roman and i find it fascinating that uh it's as little as four inches down in the dirt that you can find something uh <laughs> and that tilling some land can destroy uh, an archaeological history that um can change the nature of history uh, it's just shocking it's just shocking uh, because i'm in the united states and there, there were no Roman anything, right? Um, the original people in the United States um, were um, more with nature um, than uh, doing industrial development of their country, and um, <laughs> and and then yeah, as well as it goes, industrialization came for everyone. Um, at any rate, I love what they do and, uh, I, I would love, uh, to show them some support. So go over there and check them out. That said, let's get into today's, uh, articles, the very first article. And I don't, again, I don't show, I don't throw the articles anymore into the chat, um, while I'm streaming. Um, you can go to exclamation point showbot. Um, and if you type that in excla exclamation point showbot, you will, uh, get a link to hometown.showbot.tv and that's available up until about an hour before the show actually starts, uh, wherein I'll nix it and then start populating it with another, uh, series of links. And then th from there, the links are, I'm gonna turn this down more. And I hope that that wasn't too loud because that's going to really drive me nuts if all of that was really too loud. Um, and if it was, let me just say real quick, go support time team at patreon.com slash time team official. Um, yeah, that, uh, I just realized my monitor didn't have it kind of presenting as very loud, but now that I think about it, it might've been too loud. Sorry, folks. We'll just move on. Um, I don't edit the show. Um, <laughs> it shows, right? Uh, anyway, um, go go check out a Time Team Official on Patreon. Um, I'm going to go right into the the news since I just kind of kind of wet the bed about this audio. I stream music really low level so that there isn't anything just dead silence. Um, 
So where I started before I got distracted um, was go to hometown.showbot.tv and you can vote up articles. You can also um, recommend articles or make a statement if you want. If it sits there and uh, somebody says something uh, mean or horrible or whatever, because it's completely open, you just type in exclamation point S and then um, a nice message. And that's exactly what I'm typing in right now. It'll get added to Showbot and then um, I'll see it. I'll see it when I'm gone. I'll see it uh, when I check in on it. So go and check in on it yourself and um, vote articles up or submit your own. That'd be great. Um, at any rate, the very first article is in the Warcrafter channel. Do some sci-fi dungeoneering in the open beta of Endless Dungeon. Uh, this is actually running until I believe the 28th. And it says Amplitude's giving you another shot to jump in on its development uh, action RPG. Uh defense roguelite thing and even the author is kind of stumbling across what this really is endless dungeon anyway it's a kind of isometric shooter rpg with friends and turrets is what they're saying a cooperative or solo wave defense where you explore a large uh, space station complex and defend a little walking crystal in the delightfully designed world of endless series so I've watched the video prior to seeing it in my aggregator. And um, then Jonathan Bolding over at PCGamer.com wrote this article. And it linked to the Endless Dungeon Second Chance. Um, what do you call it? Open beta is what it is. And so uh, you can go over to PC Gamer and read the rest of this article. But really what it amounts to is uh, go and download uh, Endless Dungeon uh, in an open beta environment and uh, help them uh, work out what might be, you know, a hiccup in their system. Um, the original uh, Dungeon of the Endless was a surprise hit for Amplitude, first developed as a Skunk Works project alongside their Fantasy 4X in Endless Legend. Oh, this is interesting. So um, I play rounds quite a bit with my son. And um, today, for some strange reason, this is really weird. Um, so I have a software firewall and a hardware firewall. And my software firewall um, on a particular machine has its own DNS server for my network. So it doesn't reach out outside. Um, and the DNS server was down. So whenever I ran the game rounds from Steam, it would actually tell my UPS system in my office um, that there was a power surge and it needed to shut down my systems. <laughs> so I kept on trying to hash this out and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I was like, huh, okay, well, let me re let me start all of this up again and do this right. Cause it powered everything down. Um, and these graceful or not so graceful restarts really couldn't mess you up. Um, and so everything came back online and I rebooted my, uh, the, my DNS and, and did what I needed to do. And 
uh, nothing happened. I was really astonished. There was no alert, no nothing. Um, so something weird in this configuration, either that I have, or there was software that was communicating through USB out to my, um, my UPS and, and telling it that there was a surge. Yet when I looked at my UPS, it really was surging. How did I get there from here uh, about Endless Dungeon? I didn't. It's other than there is a game uh, called Rounds that I play. And this triggered me in thinking that uh, about the game, uh, because Endless Dungeon is something that I think that I'm going to end up getting and playing uh, with my son, at least. Um, it's it's interesting, right? A player sign up on Amplitude's Games Together. So it's uh, the word games and then the number two and then G-E-T-H-E-R games together website in order to download and get running on the open dev, uh, which is what Amplitude calls their sprints of open beta used to gather player feedback and data. Pretty neat, right? So go over to PCGamer.com and you can follow that link uh, from Jonathan Bolding. I think the graphics are really cool. The um, intro video introduces you to the characters. Um, it basically has different classes of character um, and then shows you some gameplay, which is uh, isometric, but sci-fi-ish, um, more uh, crisper than you would think um, uh, in, in terms of it's, it, it kind of hints at being cartoony, but it's not cartoony like you would see in World of Warcraft, which it, it too is open uh, for its uh, pre-launch. Uh, there's a lot going on, folks. A lot in the gaming world, in the gaming world going on. There, even Pokemon is out now, and um, people are streaming Pokemon stuff like nobody's business. At any rate, go and check out endless dungeon sci-fi dungeoneering in the open beta again you'll have to sign up for an external account but you do what you got to do oh there's another one coming out oh another game that i want to play so bad um i don't know if i have a link to it but we'll we'll talk about it if at the end i get to it um, the next article is over on the Smack Talk channel. Uh, Newfie Halo 65 Wireless Mechanical Keyboard Review. A small keyboard with a big price tag. Um, so um, the title of this episode um, is Mechanical Keyboards Need a Change to Jesus is Twitter Verified and More News. I didn't say it at the beginning. Um, kind of just rolled right on past that. Uh but the what I want to talk about with this is not only is our our keyboards really neat to me. I love keyboards, mechanical keyboards. Um, getting them to sound a particular way <clears throat> is really amazing. Um, very expensive at times, but um, if you do it right, they never fail. <laughs> uh, short of you know throwing an entire Cheeto into a mechanical keyboard, it's not going to fail. Uh, but my membrane keyboards fail those cheapo ones, right? The ones that are five bucks when you buy a new computer. Um, anyway, uh, this says here, Newfie's Halo 65 is a mechanical wireless keyboard. That's fairly compact. It's a 65 
key keyboard, 65% keyboard. Um, and it's uh, fairly compact and great to use, but its small size is countered by its premium pricing. Wireless keyboards have, or usually have a simple and light design. Uh, I don't know about light design. Um, that only offers basic typing experience to you, but Nufi has, or takes that step or two further with different colorful backlit uh, keyboard modes and mechanical keys in its Halo 65. Um, let's click this link. So this, I can't say that I um, am a big promoter of these kind of keyboards anymore. Um, I, I talked about it when I first started streaming and then I stopped and I really should uh, keep on talking about this because I think we do ourselves a great disservice um, by utilizing um, keyboards that are like this. They, they aren't ergonomic. Um, they need to be split and tented. They need to be more natural for people to type on where it isn't destructive to their um, wrists and, and fingers. And uh, you may not worry about it now, but when you get older, you're going to worry about it. You know, if you're in your 20s, it's not a big deal. If you're in your 30s, you may not realize it's coming. When you're in your 40s, you might go, huh, that's really interesting. And it kind of pinches. Uh, and when you start heading into your 50s, let me tell you, um, breaking your wrist for 30 years plus 40 years, um, if you're like me, uh, you have been using these straight uh keyboards where uh, when I say break your wrist, you really do have to break your wrist. Let me show you here. Let me, I just need to bring up a camera so that I can look straight forward at you. Um, so when you're typing, you, you have to break your wrist like that so that you can type on the home row. Uh, but with a split keyboard, you can actually turn it and, and tent it so that your hands are more in the natural position. Um, look at how you um, sit at a desk. Look at how you um, sleep on your side. Look at how, um, what fetal position is. It isn't that your wrist is broke 90 degrees. Um, you are naturally at an angle. And uh, this article doesn't mention anything like that. And I, I think that we need in, 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 in this industry, we need to change that dynamic. We need to talk about ergonomics and long-term health um, for everybody involved. And while it may be a little bit more expensive, screw it. It, it needs to be, the margin needs to be smaller and the profit margin needs to be smaller and the health and long-term viability of your customers needs to be in mind when you're designing a product. And this certainly doesn't do it that not just this, but every straight brick keyboard. Um, so, um, Nathan, Nathaniel Pangaro is the author of this over at appleinsider.com. I think it's a good looking, uh, keyboard. I love the keys, their shape. Um, I, I love the aesthetic that is on display here, what they would refer to somewhere as the colorway. I don't really like saying that, but that's the industry term. Um, it being wireless is great. Um, I really, I hate wires, 
Uh, the keyboard ships with replacement keys of different colors, ranging from yellow to red to white, and the USB-C to USB-A charging wire, and uh, to either use the keyboard in wired mode or charge it after uh, uh, using it in wireless mode. I don't think at first blush they mentioned how long it lasts in wireless, uh, but it is a 65% keyboard, uh, but it is not a split keyboard. And again, let's let's demand split keyboards, folks. Um, the Halo 65 wireless mechanical keyboard comes in a small aluminum body that is 12.5 inches long and weighs 2.2 pounds at that weight. <coughs> the the um let's see <clears throat> this keyboard can be very heavy for some people looking for a traveling wireless keyboard uh yes but you really do want a heavy keyboard you don't want one so light that when you mash a key um, it wiggles it moves it messes up your flow um, when you are like me and you're typing upwards of 120 words a minute um you don't want it to throw you off. There are people that are faster, but a lot of people are slower. And so what you want is a highly stable, high quality, mechanical, silenced perhaps keyboard if you are in the workplace. Um, but if you're in the office like I am and you're not actually doing anything on stream, man, I like to smash these keyboards down. And just that, that mechanical click, uh, it just... <laughs> keeps me going um nobody else is around though so i don't have to worry about um, disrupting the office because um, i work from home most of the time uh, that said um, i think it's a, a neat little design and um, has a kickstand to give you some ergonomic tilt but th that angle it does uh, very little for you it needs to be split i'm gonna say it again uh, I love the keys. They're rounded um, on the edges. Uh, pretty, pretty steep um, angle. Um, that that arc that makes the the key um, look more like a '70s style keyboard. You know, '70s '80s style. Man, more like '70s style. Um, like a typewriter. Uh, not not a modern mechanical keyboard um in my estimation uh, my keyboards all of my keyboards seem to have a, a smaller um rounding uh, what would the radius of the corners anyway um how much does this thing cost let's let's look into it um has led backlit you can change out the keys obviously function keys allow you to change it uh, the, or the function key allows you to change the uh, coloration you can replace the keys like anybody else does i won't even go into that <clears throat> um says here it has a battery life but advertises that you can do 240 hours of use out of the keyboard in wireless mode and it houses a 4000 milliamp hour battery that's pretty nice comes with a wrist rest but again that does minimal for ergonomics um breaking your wrist that that going like that to get your finger straight for the home row you are sacrificing your long-term wrist health 
And not everybody suffers from repetitive strange injury or uh, carpal tunnel syndrome, but um, in either case, do you really want to be the one that suffers from it and have to have surgery? I know people that have had to have multiple surgeries um, because they've never spent the 400, 500 plus dollars that they need. Um, and there's certain things that you need to spend your money on. You know, you get a really good bed, you get a really good chair. Um, you can get an, a cheap sit stand desk to help you out. But if you're going to be spending 40 plus hours a week, spend in front of a keyboard, um, you need to get a split keyboard. Um, hell even mice, I think are, um, largely something that should change. You should be able to just do everything with a trackball. Um, but different people, different strokes. So how much is this beast? Uh, they have halo pros and cons here. You can go and read them over at Apple insider. Mine are going to be, um, pretty different because of my bias. Um, but they say that it's a pricey keyboard at $120. Uh, but I don't think a, uh, a mechanical, uh, 65% keyboard for 120 bucks is steep. Um, not if, let me see, they do, I'm looking for, sorry, I'm kind of apoplectic here. Um, I don't see the keys, the type of keys uh, they look like, like Browns, but I don't know if those are kale or not. Huh? Anyway. Yeah, maybe I can find it somewhere in here. Mm, not off the top. Sorry about that, folks. Um, so yeah, you can go to Newfie's website and get it. And uh, they also sell them on Amazon. So go check them out. The uh, next article is in the Hatch Ideas channel. A massive storm buries cars as snow keeps falling in western New York. If you are not from here in the States, this probably won't matter much. Um, but so there's this lake effect snow. And so uh, moist air travels over the lakes, the Great Lakes in the north of the United States. Um, and it chills all all of the heat is drawn out of the um, moisture and it becomes snow and it buries various places. And um, in just a matter of hours, close to six, actually the last number I heard was 60 inches worth of snow fell. And uh, let's just jump over to it. Um, yeah, this was last night. I hadn't looked at it until just now. Uh, this was published uh, today, early this morning from the AP. A massive storm buries cars as snow keeps falling in western New York. Uh, piles of snow buries parts of western and northern New York as a lake effect storm pounded areas uh, east of Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. Uh, for a third day straight with possibly even more to come, snowfall totals as high as 77 inches were reported in the Buffalo suburb of Orchard Park home of the NFL's Buffalo Bills. Am I allowed to say that? It might be a copyright violation that I'm referencing an NFL IP. 
The snowfall in some spots uh, ranked among the highest ever recorded in the area, rivaling the eye-popping amounts that fell during similar storms in 2014 and 1945. <clears throat> still, my understanding is in different countries, this still is nothing. I'm not sure how people deal with it uh, when they are constantly bombarded. Um, by snow. The snowfall totals, which began accumulating Thursday night in some spots, would be on the order of historic, not only for any time of year, but for any part of the country, said National Weather Service meteorologist Frank Pereira at NWS headquarters in College Park, Maryland. Um, Maryland's probably just outside uh, getting impacted by <laughs> the current cold weather. It's coming. Um, don't worry, everybody. And uh, it wreaked havoc on some roadways as trucks that took to smaller back roads uh, to avoid a closure on parts of the interstate and the area ended up in massive gridlock. By the way, I saw a newscaster and a raised 4x4 just trucking through there. Cops were, or police officers were uh, locked up in the snow and this guy just kept on rolling by. And um, the cops, uh, you could read their expression like, oh, my God, I wish we had this and, and not a, a SWAT unit. Um, yeah, guess what? I guess you should get the things you really need. So um, as I tell people, uh, my snowblower is broken. Uh, so we will probably get a massive amount of snow in my area. Uh, if I do get it fixed, though, you will know um that basically the blame will be climate change but it will be because i fixed my snowblower and that's why we won't have a snow maybe that's too much for this anyway buffalo is experienced with a dramatic lake effect snowstorms few worse than the one that struck in november 2014 that epic storm dumped seven feet or two meters of snow on some communities over three days, collapsing roofs, trapping drivers in more than 100 vehicles on a lakeside stretch of the New York State Thruway. Yeah, let me know. Let me know in chat. Let me know in uh, ometown.showbot.tv if that amount of snow, seven feet, is that a lot to you? Seems a lot to me. Um, and I've, I, without giving too much away, I suppose. I grew up in Germany, so um, to me, I remember snow, but I don't remember it reaching seven feet. Um, sorry, I pulled a marker away from my desk and now, now I'm lost. Anyway, uh, the next article is uh, the Daily News show. That's where it's been aggregated to thank court-backed gerrymandering for GOP House takeover. <clears throat> this is a Common Dreams article, and um, Sue Sturgis is the writer, and it says, a number of previously Democratic U.S. House seats Republicans captured in this year's term uh, midterms uh, by drawing congressional districts rigged to their advantage with the chamber now under GOP control while counting is still underway in some races more than a week after election day, more than 12 in particular. Um, uh, so 
they have a bunch of stats and it says recent actions and inaction by the right wing majority of the U S Supreme court paved the way for a Republican majority. And this is something that I've always had an issue with is redistricting, um, by a particular party allows for, um, the statistical manipulation of the results so that you end up in power. And it's simply because, uh, some statistician out there sees an opportunity that they can justify, uh, redistricting, um, under the guise of representation, except that with the right manipulation, you can have a governor that just says, yeah, yeah, this is good. Let's do this. And then there's enough political or power differential influence uh, that makes uh, it go into effect. So over on common dreams, Sue Sturgis puts together this list of actions and inactions that make it possible for the house which is representative of the people, right? So while the house of representatives, and this is what's interesting about this is the Senate was supposedly going to stay red, right? Conservative, uh, and under more influence of the wingnut contingent of the, uh, Republican party, whereas the house of representatives again, I'll say this and I'm going to look at this, um, midterm election too. I just haven't done it yet. I don't have, the, I haven't had the time I'm working on too many other projects, but I think that this will still hold true that as you move away from population dense centers, you become more Republican. This is what I can demonstrate with data, uh, without a doubt. Um, this may not be a surprise to some people, but it sure as hell is a surprise to some people. Um, but as you move away from highly dense centers of population, uh, the Republican party grabs hold to done firm. Um, and, uh, the further away you go and the lower the density, the, the more Republican, the people tend to be. So I find it really interesting when somebody redistricts to carve out population dense areas so that they are more isolated away from the less population dense centers and smaller, or it's chopped up a higher density dense population that is further away from the city center will get chopped up in gerrymandering so that supposedly a region gets representation, but that's really to me, not how it should be. I think that the population in a given geographic region in a, in a, I, I don't know how you can't keep moving the goalpost so that it fits your agenda. And that's what I see gerrymandering is. That's what I see people moving away from the population center where the, the <laughs> as they say in star Wars, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And there is a plurality of people that have an interest in being social in being, uh, 
available for the social contract. And there's a give and a take there. But with gerrymandering, it hobbles the ability of that representation to actually exist because there's somebody else out there playing some weird game trying to take control versus the natural progression of society voting certain people in and voting certain people out. And that's what happened with the Senate. And that's what should have happened with the House. And all that energy that was spent formerly on the Senate was angled at the House. And now you end up flipping the House but losing the Senate. So 2024 is going to be a very contentious um, election period. I would probably say the, the amount of money that's going to be spent in the next two years is going to be mind boggling. And I think that therein lies the rub. It's so productive to be a politician in terms of money. They just can't stand not taking it. <clears throat> so when you go down through this list, you will see, you know, date on which a federal court, a federal court allowed a lawsuit challenging Florida's congressional map for diminishing black power to move forward, though it removed DeSantis as a defendant by reasoning that governors do not directly enforce the map. No, but that's not really how it is. You know, they don't enforce it, but they do encourage people to adopt that map, accept that map. Oh, you are a subordinate, you know, go and accept that map. The new congressional delegation party split in North Carolina, where court ordered districts replaced a map drawn by Republican controlled legislature that was expected to yield a 10 to four GOP advantage. The new one is seven to seven. That's how it should be. If at all like that, because Again, population dense centers represent the most people. So where it really is the problem, you know, that, but I've heard from people that the problem is that they don't want government controlling this or doing that or whatever it might be, but we are all in this boat together. It shouldn't be manipulated through force and through uh, financial shenanigans and political promises of, well, I'll, I'll get you this if you vote for me. That's really not how it should be. I, I understand that people represent a population of people, but promising people that they are going to get this if they vote for them is tantamount in my mind to buying a vote maybe that's why i'm not in politics uh, because i can't be bought let's move on to the next article i can soapbox on that forever um and and talk about the minutiae of things but um we don't have all day right i said that i wasn't going to do an an hour-long show and here i am about to do an hour-long show the next article is in the Hatch Ideas channel. Tesla stock buyback could come in the next year as Elon Musk teases investor bonanza. 
Tesla could buy back shares within the next year, according to Edward Jones analyst Jeff Window. Or Window. Um, the uh, decision is up to the board, which will weigh a variety of factors, he told Insider. One of those is likely the lawsuit against Elon Musk and Tesla over his pay package, which consists of stock options. Tesla could buy back shares within the year, said Edward Jones. What do you think? Could they? If they're leveraging their market capitalization, yeah, probably. Uh, Brian Evans over at businessinsider.com. There is a real irrational exuberance around Tesla. Um, It is valued at all. It's uh, at the same level as uh, like 10 of the highest priced. Its market capitalization is like 10 of the highest um, market capitalizations of vehicle manufacturers and it's just one company um and i don't think that it (laughs) really deserves it um its strategic advantage is declining it's a first mover and it's uh, largely run by somebody that um has managed to find a fiscal way of getting into management um since x.com and uh I just, I just don't think that it's worth it. And you know, as much as I want an electric vehicle, I'm probably going to end up going with uh, an Ionic. Um, Tesla could buy back shares within the next year. The decision is up to the board, and one of those uh, decision factors is going to be if Musk is sued successfully or not. But you know, like Trump, he can throw so much money around. Um, And I wouldn't say that Trump is even close to Musk. So Um, a decision on the highly anticipated Tesla stock buyback is up to the board. So when is it going to do it within the next year? Can it do it? Maybe. Will it do it depending on how much of a dumpster fire uh, Twitter becomes? Well, we'll see. It coincided with his prediction for the company's valuation, saying he sees potential path for Tesla to be worth more than Apple and Saudi Aramco combined. Yes, that would that would mean completely irrational exuberance um, and maintaining some strategic advantage. There is no strategic advantage in Tesla right now. There are other companies coming up on the heels, if not already ahead, like Hyundai's uh, Ionic. It may not be, you know, totally self-driving, but you have Waymo that's taken bites out of that automated driving Apple, so to speak. So far this year, Tesla stock has plunged nearly 50% amid aggressive rate hikes from the Federal Reserve and uh, Musk's Twitter acquisition earlier this month. Must disclose the sale of nearly $4 billion of Tesla stock in part to finance this $44 billion acquisition of Twitter, sending shares to their lowest level since November 2020. Yeah, I think that as more companies market that they have an EV solution, uh, Tesla's uh, sales will slowly empty of wind, which is a tough thing to say 
um, considering the CEO. So let's move on to the next article. This is in the Hatch Ideas channel and quote, I've been Jesus on Twitter for 14 years. Thanks to Elon Musk. I'm now verified. Uh, I'm just going to jump straight into this article because it's um, over at businessinsider.com by Forteza Latifa. Latifi, sorry, Latifi, not Latifa. Um, and yeah, so Jesus Christ has a check mark now because um, they're verified for $8 a month. The Twitter blue check marks don't require ID verification, letting users like at Jesus um, get them. Maybe he's a Jesus Christ, right? We asked the account owner what it's like to be Jesus or Jesus um, and what it's like to be verified. And uh, they, they responded. This is a Business Insider article. It's pretty amazing. Uh, the, the, let me just preface this with what they have here at the beginning of this article. This is this as told to SA is based on a conversation with a Twitter user that has the handle at Jesus. Uh, which got the blue check mark under Twitter Blue's suspended $8 verification, quote, verification program that require doesn't require ID verification. The source requested to be anonymous for privacy reasons, but Insider has verified their possession of the account discussed and the conversation has been edited for length and clarity. So when you go over to Business Insider, after you follow the link through Omtown, you'll see... Um, what was said from end to end, but let's just do some uh, scanning over this article. They started the Twitter account with the handle Jesus back in 2006 and just thought that it would be funny to post tweets around the holidays like Christmas and Easter. It's satirical. I post things like don't call it a comeback right after Easter jokes, uh, Easter as a joke about Jesus rising again. They're not religious. Um, but they wanted to bring some joy and laughter to the Twitter universe. Well, now it's probably going to be seen as something hate-filled or whatever. I don't know what I'm looking at in the side. There's like a video playing. Cashew juice. Making liquor out of cashew juice. Anyway, so they've had the account for 14 years. And now, because of the rules changing, they were able to get a blue mark. Uh, so now they are verified as Jesus. Being Jesus on Twitter is kind of strange. People send prayer requests and think that they realize that the author thinks that, or I should say, the Jesus account holder uh, thinks that they realize that they're not actually Jesus, but it's still soothing for them to send the request into the world anyways. Yes. That's usually the case because that's what they're doing. I'm very aware of how powerless they are uh, when people send prayer requests. There's really nothing that uh, this account holder can do. It's strange to watch people ask uh, to help them with things that they are entirely incapable of assisting with. So people ask what the plan is with the account and there is really isn't one. Uh, one of the reasons they stay anonymous is because that they get death threats like everything. Um, it always goes down to the wingnut throwing death threats around um, simply because they have an account um, and don't take it as seriously. This is the problem. You know, this is the problem with people. I don't have to take everything as seriously as you. 
I just don't. Um, if you don't like it, you don't have to tune in. You don't have to listen. You don't have to hang out. You know, I don't go to your place I, I, and I wouldn't anyway, I wouldn't, I wouldn't post on your podcast or your Twitch channel or YouTube channel or anything that, you know, I, I don't like it. I would probably offer up some positive advice like, Hey, here's a, a criticism. Don't take it a personal or whatever. The music was too loud at the beginning of my uh, show. Turn it down, that kind of a thing. But for crying out loud, man, taking it to the point where you're making death threats, you're a wingnut and you need to go touch grass. Go, go get some sunlight, eat something healthier. Finally, the last article for today is in the Hatch Ideas channel. FTX crypto exchange owes biggest creditors 3.1 billion. This reminds me of Theranos because Theranos had like billionaire investors and she took a lot of money from these billionaire investors. And now she's in jail for 11 years because if it was a multitude of smaller investors, she wouldn't have ended up in jail. But I think that you piss off the right billionaire or billionaire class and you are screwed. You're in jail um, simply because you do something like what was done in Theranos. But there may have been people that were actually harmed. <clears throat> I haven't found anything showing proof that people were actually harmed um, because the testing results showed. From my understanding, the testing showed that people were given um, actual tests from valid machines, but they may have been operated incorrectly. But if the testing results were actually done again and somebody was found harmed in some way, then I, I agree that, uh, this fraudulent activity was more than just plain grift, but harmed actual people, um, versus you know, I, there's, I think that there's more people being harmed by other, uh, people today than Theranos did. Um, but maybe it's because there isn't full information disclosed to the public about who was actually harmed. Um, that said FTX is it's pure money. Um, so were people harmed? This is not, you know, just a little bit amount of money. Um, but the biggest creditors are now owed $3.1 billion to the top 10 creditors. FTX owes about 1.45 billion to its top 10 creditors, according to the bankruptcy filings. So where are the other 1.7, right? So 50 largest creditors are owed $3.1 billion. You know, this guy is going to end up in jail if it's the right billionaire class, but 50 largest creditors, the top 10 still only owe or are only owed 1.45 billion. So none of them are in the billions all by themselves. So, you know, this person may actually get away. It's unclear how much 
people who have funds in the exchange will get back at the end of the bankruptcy proceedings, though many experts have warned it may be a small fraction of what they put into the firm. Yeah, because they have to go and get it back from the firm and from Sam Bankman-Fried, who apparently, along with their chief financial uh, uh, <laughs> um, officer, I don't know why my brain went blank. I looked at something and my brain went blank. Um, the chief financial officer, who apparently is really well known for um being really good at the math um, made this Gordian knot of investment um, that it is taking the Enron bankruptcy uh, rep to unwind. So this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. So Mr. Ray, who replaced Mr. Bankman Freed, criticized a, com a complete absence of trustworthy financial information. Um, and that is who John Ray is the um, person who unwound Enron and says uh, last week, new FTX chief executive John Ray hit out at the way the failed crypto exchange was run, saying that he had never seen such complete failure of corporate controls. Yeah. Was there not at least a CPA somewhere in there? Doesn't seem like it. And if they are, then they are probably no longer going to be working in the industry. So at any rate, $3.1 billion to the 50 largest creditors. Um, all the rest of you, according to this, something like a million other creditors, you're not going to get anything. Good luck. You're not fast enough. You're not rich enough. You're not connected enough. Uh, just know that the bite at the apple missed entirely because Bitcoin is worth nothing. It's not even FDIC insured. So while nobody was complaining when it was rising high, we have rules and regulations because shenanigans take place by humans who are sociopathic, greedy bastards. And now you're finding out, which sucks, which really, really sucks. But nobody was complaining when it was $60,000 a Bitcoin and people were ditching it. But when it collapses, that's when everybody gets really bent out of shape. Well, that's it from hometown daily news show. I am Mayor Watt. I'm the person that runs hometown.com. Um, if you want to get in touch, you can actually do it through uh, hometown.showbot.tv. You can just send me a note that way. Uh, you can also send me an email. You can get in touch via hometown itself. Just send me a message there. Uh, I'm here on uh, Twitch every day at 6 p.m. Uh, I don't really mess with Twitter anymore. I started to, and then what I think is a hot mess coming is, is still coming. Um, I'm reevaluating if I'm going to do Mastodon because it's such a quirky system that there can be a Marwat at some other Mastodon installation. I'm not hip to it. So um, I don't know if other people would be, you know, why, why should that be? I can always start it up. But meanwhile, there can be 
copies, clones of other people, just like uh, Jesus on Twitter. Um, and it's verified as Jesus on Twitter. Just, and that's the same with Mastodon. It would be Jesus at whatever site that they sign up their single account on. <clears throat> at any rate, I am done for the day. I will see you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern. Be there. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.